Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Thursday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Bennett is going to be our uh, producer today. Uh, if things go according to Hoyle today... Uh, got a good program planned for you. Uh, we were scheduled to have Linda Teeler on the program. Uh, that had been scheduled for a week, um, but uh, we were informed that she would not be available, uh, and so she will not appear with us today. Um, that's too bad, uh, but that's the situation, uh, and we will move on from that. Uh we will have the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, here. He'll be here at the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Brad Spielberger will come on, Pro Football Focus, the hiring of Dan Quinn as the new commander's head coach. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, Dane Dunning, Gator pitcher of yore, big leaguer, will come on and talk to you today about his experiences in the big leagues. Uh, and we hope to have uh, Kevin Hovde, the Gator men's basketball assistant coach, come on with us here momentarily. Uh, so that's what we have uh, on the docket for you today. Um, so, oh, and let me answer quickly uh, an email here uh, that I got. And uh, again, if you have an email, uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, we will take phone calls uh, momentarily as well. Um, a couple people have asked uh, if any changes were going to happen uh, with the Gator football coaching staff. Uh, I did check uh, with the Athletic Association today, uh, and uh, I can tell you, at least as of today, all the football coaches are employed uh, that, that were there. So that's basically what I can tell you uh, with that. Doesn't mean something won't happen tomorrow, but today, uh, all employed. Big night. For Gator men's basketball last night, big road win, and uh, my pleasure to bring on and talk to for the first time Gator men's basketball assistant coach Kevin Hubdy. He now joins us. Kevin, thank you for doing this, and first of all, congratulations, big big win. Let me ask this: You guys came really close here in beating Kentucky in the O Dome. It just seemed this was a very confident bunch going into that game. Is that accurate? Yeah, I really appreciate it, Steve. Sure. Um, yeah, and I, I think it is accurate. You know, um, obviously, we felt like we played a really good game in the Odom and kind of let it slip away late. And uh, just going into the game in Lexington, um, just a lot of the, you know, scouting stuff and preparation stuff was really similar. You know, not, not much changed uh, from that standpoint. So, felt like we, we kind of knew what we needed to do execution-wise, and it was just about going in there and, you know, kind of holding under your guts and rough and, and going out there and doing it. Yeah, big shots, a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, what were some of the key – you mentioned hitting shots and obviously putting the ball in the basket's important, but what were some other keys? I, I thought at the end of the first half, that run there that Kentucky made, you guys responded to that. I thought it was a key moment in the game. Did you? Yeah, no, that, that was huge, obviously. They went up 10, and then uh, for us to cut it to 5 – uh, going into halftime was was huge. You know, um, if you don't do that, it's a completely different feeling. But uh, but yeah, we had a little momentum, and then uh, coming out in the second half, you know, I think it got down to either tied or we were down one like right away, and uh, all of a sudden you're kind of right back into the game, and 
you know, you need a little bit of good fortune like that uh, on the road, um, you know, because obviously if it goes the other way and it goes to 12 or 14, then it becomes really hard. Uh, so definitely a big, big point in the game, getting that thing uh, down to five before half. I want to let folks know a little bit about you, Kevin. How'd you get into coaching? Uh, well, yeah, no, I started off, um, always knew I wanted to coach, and I, I played at the University of Richmond. Um, had a great experience, played for a great coach, Chris Mooney, who's still the head coach there. He's been there yeah, for about 20 years. Forever, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, so I got right into it after playing and, and bounced around, started off at Columbia University, which is where I met, uh, Coach Golden. We were assistants there together, working for a guy named Kyle Smith, um, and then, uh, had some good success and, uh, followed Kyle out to the University of San Francisco, um, where he was, a, he was a head coach after Columbia. And uh, and Todd rejoined us out there as associate head coach, and then uh, obviously did well enough. And Kyle moved on, and that's that's when uh, Coach Golden became the head coach of San Francisco, and uh, stayed with him and um, bounced a couple other places in between. Did did his stint back at Richmond, working for uh, Coach Mooney, and then obviously rejoined Coach Golden when he got down here. Um, you know, this this opportunity obviously is unbelievable so very very thankful to be to be at the university of florida for sure how is it to work for todd oh it's it's great you know um obviously uh you know he's really smart guy i think a lot of the the way he thinks about the game i think we're really uh really similar that way as far as just looking at the game analytically um trying to trying to win the margins um and uh you know we're obviously in the office a lot um you know like like most staffs are uh, and just, you know, really trying to fight to to get this, you know, I don't want to say get this program off the ground, but, um, you know, we've been been here about two years now, and we've been we've been work, working really hard at it, and, you know, chopping wood, as coaches like to say, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, last night was definitely definitely a breakthrough moment. It feels good, and, you know, now it's, it's, uh, it's all about just trying to, uh, you know, stay humble and, and, you know, continue with the same process and, you know, on to the next game and make sure that we have a good good uh, film session today, good practice tomorrow going into Saturday. Kevin, sometimes because of the world we now and you guys live in with the portal, you can sometimes have a completely new team from one year to the next. And, and then I guess the challenge would be getting those new guys and developing chemistry right away. Was that chemistry developed early with this group? Yeah, you know, I, I think so. I think so. You know, we uh, we do have a new team. Um, obviously, nine new scholarship guys, um, and then going into the spring after last season, we had seven seven spots to fill. You know, because we we again nine new guys, but we had two the two freshmen um, Thomas Houck and Alex Condon were already committed, so we had them coming. Um, so we really had to build out the roster and, you know, a big part of that is how do you want to play, um, and making sure that you recruit good enough talent, uh, to be competitive in the SEC and talent that fits, you know, our style of play. Um, so that, that was the kind of the main thing, um, is making sure we address those issues, but then as important is getting, you know, the right kind of guys and guys with great attitudes, guys that work really hard and want to be at the university of Florida, um, and I felt like we accomplished that, you know, um, and again, that was a lot of hard work for last spring, um, you know, really three months of, of kind of nonstop recruiting and trying to put the roster together. 
but I do think that they've they've bonded uh, pretty quickly, probably because of the character that they have. And you know, I think most people, if you watch us play, like you know, we have good kids who play to win or unselfish. Um, and uh, you know, I, I think that's that's really the key because you can only do so much culturally trying to bang in, you know, trying to bang in their head you know, the things that are important and, you know, how hard you have to practice and what it means and what it takes to win. Um, you know, you can do that as a coach, but if you don't have the right people, it, you know, it's uh, whatever your, your upside is just way lower. Um, and I think this group, this group has that they've been coachable and uh, you know, I think they've, they've been good that way from, from the beginning. And now as we kind of get into the later part of our season, I think, we're really starting to gel on the court um, as far as like really developing our identity offensively and defensively. Kevin Hubdy, our guest, he is uh, one of the Gator men's basketball assistant coaches. Pleasure to have him here. Um, you know, fans often talk about NIL. Some like it, some don't. But you coach it. You have to, you know, deal with it, so to speak. How much has that changed the sport? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's changed it a lot. You know, and I think. I think even more so than uh, than NIL is really just the 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 portal itself yeah. um, and how much that has evolved. And obviously, that's only you know the one time transfer rule is only three years old, um, and now obviously two time transfers are are eligible this year as of December. And I expect that'll probably that'll happen moving forward. You know, I think the NCAA will allow two time transfers. Um, you know, so it's really becoming you know free agency so to speak as far as just the freedom that these uh student athletes are allowed to move around with um so i think that's that's really the biggest thing is uh is just you know having an understanding of that and then being able to adapt to it as coaches of the kind of the how the landscape has changed because if you can't adapt to it then um you just won't be successful you know you just won't and you can i think a lot of coaches especially with how, how much the game and the rules have changed over the last couple of years. They kind of can, can you complain about it and, you know, you, you can do that. But, but if you, if you don't adapt and you don't um, have an understanding of how things have changed and, and uh, kind of change your mentality, then, then you won't be very successful. And that's kind of how we think about it is we, we, sh- we need to be forward thinking and on the cutting edge and, and ahead of the game and ahead of these rule changes. Last thing, and I don't know, I'm being facetious when I say this, Kevin, but you may not have enough time to answer this, but I'm going to ask from a fan's perspective. You know, you watch a game or you hear people say, oh, that's a coaching staff that relies on analytics. Well, you guys do, but is that in a short period of time here definable? when, When somebody says they rely on analytics, can you sort of walk us through what that is? Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it really drives every every decision within the program, I would say. And I think like a lot of people think analytics is just like uh, don't shoot mid-range jump shots. You know, it's threes and layups. And, you know, it, it's part of that. But, um, you know, it, it drives what we work on. It drives our scouting, our recruiting. Um, we just we love to use the numbers um, to try to make good decisions and uh, try to drive the direction of the program. So, you know, it, it's it's not just about, you know, the way that we play. It goes into every part of the program, and, um, you know, we, we really, really use it in scouting. And now, like, part of the – we talked about the transfer portal. Um, part of the benefit for our staff is – and obviously putting together this team – is that you really have a lot of hard data on, uh, on these guys, on these transfers. Um, so, most of it, like, when you're recruiting a guy – 
you can look at all right what they like what Walt Clayton did at Iona in two years, you know, um, mm-hmm. and obviously at the lower level. Um, but he was, you know, extremely efficient and a high usage player, obviously Mac player of the year at that level. And so that just makes it, you know, easier to, to hit on a, to hit on a recruit when you have, um, when you have data that, that backs him up in division one games and you're not just, you know, relying on the eye test or high school games or AAU games. So, you know, that's something that, that we really use in recruiting along with like uh, FIBA stats and, you know, stats from AAU, EYBL, Adidas, the shoe company circuits, you know, they keep great uh, numbers for all their games. So, so those are things that we really look at and try to evaluate and use it as an evaluation tool in recruiting. Um, you know, it's a big, big part of, part of our recruiting, I would say, is, uh, is the analytics and, and really diving into these guys' numbers. Great stuff. Kevin, I appreciate you taking the time and, and talking to our, our folks here. Thank you. Great win last night. Congratulations. Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate it, man. Same here, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin Hovde, uh, Gator Assistant Men's Basketball Coach, joining us here on Sports Team. Let me just, just say this, too. Selfishly, I really appreciate Todd Golden. I appreciated Mike White, and I appreciated Billy Donovan because they let their assistant coaches come on here and talk. And it gives gives you a chance to get to know them. It gives me a chance to get to better know them. And I, I thank Todd a lot uh, because, you know, it, it's fun for me to do. I hope you enjoy that as well. 12.15, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open the phone lines for you for a bit. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. Some of the best draft eligible and senior college football players will compete against one another in tonight's East-West Shrine game. This includes Kentucky quarterback Devin Leary, Maryland quarterback Talia Tugavaloa, and Southern Mississippi running back Frank Gore Jr. Tune in right here for live coverage at 8. Tomorrow, 8th-ranked Florida Gymnastics is headed to Athens to take on the 21st-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. The Gators are coming off of their first loss of the season, while the Bulldogs are looking to get their first conference win of the year. Florida men's and women's swim and dive are competing in day one of the Florida Invitational as they take on Nova Southeastern University. The Invitational will continue tomorrow and end on Saturday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Coming to work this morning, got my vehicle, and not that I didn't notice it before, but my saw my Southeast car agency tag and made me start thinking how many vehicles I've purchased from them, how many years I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency, and how great they have been for me in terms of vehicle reliability, reliability in service, and the fact that their sales staff always has been helpful to me but never tried to hard sell me a vehicle. The Cousins families run that business for 40-plus years, and since opening their doors, they have specialized in having the best and late model, low mileage vehicles. Go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville or go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way as well. But when you go, you'll see a great selection, a wide selection of vehicles so you get the best choice and the best variety to choose from. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. 
listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my health care team and the family that's behind me and that Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Okay, you've put it off long enough, and it's time to replace that car. But let me make this easy. Visit Select Motor Car of Gainesville. Their selection of quality, like new cars, trucks, and SUVs is awesome. And on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Select now has a full-service auto center, which means additional savings and no-hassle repairs for you. Shop online, then go take a test drive for the easiest car you'll ever buy. It's time to select selectmotorcar.us. It's your Daughtry Tree Service Tree Care Tip. Late winter is a great time to prune your trees and raise the tree's lower canopy for better sunlight to your lawn. Daughtry Tree has been helping their Gainesville and Alachua County neighbors for over 30 years. They provide dependable, quality service at fair prices for any size job. Tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, debris or storm cleanup. Visit DaughtryTreeService.com today for your free estimate. Trust Daughtry Tree Service, your tree service people. This is Ethan Ibe with the Orange and Blue Sports Network, the new home for student-run Florida Gators play-by-play and podcasting at the UF College of Journalism and Communications, inviting you to catch all of our live broadcasts on our Orange and Blue Sports Network YouTube page. And be sure to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter pages at OBSN Gators for the latest Gator news. That's OBSN Gators on Instagram and Twitter. It's the Orange and Blue Sports Network. We're proud to be your home for Gators basketball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Before I take calls and emails and such, um, one of the things that sometimes goes hidden when you're in this business are the friends and the mentors and the just the athletes that you meet. And I'm going to tell you about this gentleman because he worked at Georgia. His name is Claude Felton, and I have known Claude for more years than I care to tell you about. But every time there was a Florida-Georgia football game or I was doing a women's basketball broadcast involving Georgia or a softball or a baseball broadcast involving Georgia, Claude was always there to help, and we just always got along. And I just emailed him. He retired officially. He retired officially yesterday, and I emailed him 
And, you know, congratulations. And because he's who he is, he took the time to email back. Here's what he said. Holy cow. Many thanks for the note. Great to hear from you. Been an unbelievable ride. I've heard a, a lot of national anthems. One of the things I've always told our students, when it comes to a career, be sure you do something you enjoy. If you do, it won't seem like work. And I sometimes feel like I haven't worked a day in my life and seldom had to buy a ticket either. And repeating part of what I said in the release, I've been blessed with the greatest group of full-time staff members, grad assistants, and undergrads I could have imagined who have always somehow made me look good. Thanks again so much for the note. Class guy. Class dude. Says a lot about him. And I just wanted to share that because sometimes, you know, in this world of NIL and, you know, complaining about coaches and fire this and fire that, you just have some really, really good people that you get to know he was one of them. All right, let's get to the phones. Hey, D, what's up? Hey, what's up, Steve? Uh, you know, yesterday you said, you know, we don't uh, we don't appreciate winning enough these days. Well, I sure as hell appreciated that win last night, man, because – you know that was uh that that was a game we needed, man. It, it I mean the mental toughness that they uh that they showed, man. I, I guess coach was on him. He hit it, man. Uh, we're down ten with two minutes to go, man. That thing could have got away quickly, but you know we we chopped it down to five and then scored the first six out of the half, and we let Kentucky know that we were not going anywhere. And you know the, the big three, man. You know Samuel pulling and obviously Clayton, man, with with the big shots and. That's what you need to to go in the rut, man, because uh, you know you're probably not going to get a good whistle, even though I think we got the whistles were not a problem last night. But no. you got to hit shots, man. You got to make shots, and the free throw shooting, Steve, eighty two percent for us, sixty four percent for them, and I think it was probably the opposite when we were in Gainesville. So it's those little things, you know, that 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 uh, helps you win on the road, and it's just just a great, great overall uh, victory for the team, man. It, it it's look stats sometimes numbers sometimes are for losers sometimes right but sometimes they also tell a big story and the fact that you know how many how many emails and calls did i get rightfully so about how florida was shooting free throws poorly and what did i say it, it might be something where it's it, it's that way all season long but let's just see if it gets better because lord knows they work on it in practice and that has gotten better. That's one of the, to your point, that's one of the reasons they hung in the game last night. So, and look, Kentucky was down a couple of guys that did, I believe that factored into this, but it doesn't take away from getting that huge quad one win and that's sort of off their back now. So that was a good win. Yep. And I tell you, man, uh, Zion Pullen, man, he, he is so under control, Steve. Yep. He, he doesn't get rattled. Uh, he makes sure that the sets are run. Uh, the, the the player with the hot hand like Clayton gets the ball, and he he probes the middle of that lane and gets that mid range jumper. Man, he he like I said, man, he is a godsend that uh, Todd Golden was able to get him. Just a veteran point guard that can stabilize the offense in these in these arenas where uh, it's kind of hostile. So, like I said, man, again, great victory, and uh, they should enjoy this one. But we got a big one at A and M Saturday. Well, the good news, I mean, hope they don't think this way. It's kind of like house money a little bit. You know, you, you wanted to split on the road, but now they have a chance to really make some hay, and, and I hope they won't have a letdown here. And A&M had, they had a buy. They've had some time to regroup, but, hey, they'll have a lot of confidence.
Yep, time to get greedy. Be good, yeah. Steve. All right, D. Thank you. Um, Lee in Lake City says, what about Golden's timeout with 28 seconds left in regulation? Florida down four, about to take a desperation three. Coming out of the timeout, he had them running much better action with a mindset to get a two by going down low to Samuel, uh, play of the game by Golden. Well, for those of you who say he doesn't call timeouts and such, uh, there is a case right there where he did. And I do think the execution of that was ter- terrific. BB says how sweet it is. Certainly is. Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve. So for some reason, these calls are not as entertaining when we win, Steve. No, oh, yeah. Everybody, yeah. No <laughs> hey, doubt. Man, it's almost coming. I love Steve, but two things they don't like to hear transfer a portal. The three guys that were not on the team last year, all of them had over 20 points, and, uh, you know, you guy went out and brought some guys in, and they were huge last night. Another thing, Steve, we talked about, I'm going to give a little credit to Riley Cougar. He had, I thought he played all around eight points. He hit a Clayton in the corner instead of shooting, and he hit a three that put Florida up. And, you know, he played, I thought, a, a good all-around game, and hopefully his offense was coming around so that, that was a good thing to see, Steve. It, it was a nice win. The other thing is you've been talking, and I guess sometimes if people say the stove is hot, you have to put your hand. Ole Miss is <laughs> NIL, one of your favorite topics. Ole Miss has more money in that NIL than Florida, Steve. That, that's why they're getting these kids. There's no other reason. It's not because of the kids' love for the growth. So when these kids leave, I know people may find it hard to believe, and I don't know where the money is coming from, but they do. And I'll say this, Steve. I, I listened to the other show, Pat Doolin, and maybe you've heard this. It sounds like he says that he's talked with Gator Boosters and maybe because of the rest of the last two years that – the people that can are not given or not excited to give because they are not, they don't feel comfortable about the direction of the program. Is 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 that and that's why we may be lagging behind in NIL. Is is it, have you heard that? Is that one of the reasons, Steve? There's multiple reasons. There's just there there it, there's never or rarely is there a reason. There's a lot of it. I mean, first of all, is everybody on board? Is everybody in that building on board with it? I, I would say no. Okay? I think there's various degrees of, you know, what's going to happen. I think this is going to happen as opposed to what this is going to happen. But, you know, there, there's, there's in, in this person's view, there's not one reason for that. There's quite a few. You're absolutely right. And, you, and you, the older, the longer you live, you find out there's never probably one reason. There's probably several reasons. Last thing, when uh, Strickland was on your show, Steve, you just said something. I asked him, I say, look, the narrative in Gator country that everything is not aligned. You just said so maybe some people not on board. So that would, that's your alignment issue there. Steve, you have a great deal. Okay? All right. Thank you. Um, Patrick says, we own Kentucky in basketball. And he says, does Clayton remind you of Andrew Moten? Um, no, only from the sense of, I think, Moten, for his size, did a lot inside. A lot inside. Clayton is not an inside guy. Uh, Pullen, I think, a little bit more than that. 
but look, Clayton's pretty good, and he shot the lights out last night. Tampa Mike says, happy for Golden players and staff. You can see some momentum starting to build, but stretches a very good play against Mississippi State and Georgia. Likely a tougher challenge Saturday, and I'm off all week. Coming off, UF coming off a win with a short turnaround. Thought 11-point run went down 10 before the half, and then a few minutes in the second half up 42-41. Yeah, there were a couple of points in that game uh, where, again, the, the end of the first half I thought was huge. You know, that crowd started to get into it, and then Florida cut the lead back. I thought that was big from a confidence standpoint going in the locker room. 12.30, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Anchored in the soul of Gator Nation and coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, you are listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Man, it is a beautiful day to fish. Here's your life jacket. You know I can swim, right? So could a lot of people who died falling overboard. Come on, I'm not a kid. Fatalities are often men over 30. It's too hot to wear one. These new ones are complete. <sighs> there, happy? Ooh, I got one! Glad you wore the life jacket. Okay, yes. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reminds you to wear your life jacket. Visit wearitflorida.com. Wear it, Florida. Take your Valentine's experience to a whole new level this year with jewelry, flowers, candy, dinner, and a flyaway romantic getaway. All courtesy of International Diamond Center. Nothing says I love you like romantic jewelry from IDC. From a simple pendant to an exquisite designer ring, we've got a fantastic selection of affordable, timeless gifts. And this year, with any jewelry purchase at IDC of $129 or more, we're giving you some long stem roses, some delicious chocolates, and a gift card for dinner from Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. It's one-stop shopping for all things romantic. And if you really want to take it up a notch, we're also giving away island getaways. Just spend $5,000 on jewelry and you'll get a $500 airfare credit for a Caribbean vacation. Spend $10,000 on our jewelry and get three nights, including airfare, at a tropical resort. On us, make this Valentine's one to remember. Let IDC help you with your jewelry, flowers, chocolates, dinner, and a romantic vacation. We've got it all. Happy Valentine's from International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Restrictions apply. See store for details. After years of discomfort, it's like I'm alive again. Sonia Hackett talks about how QC Kinetics changed her life. QC Kinetics has given me my quality of life back. Before QC Kinetics, Sonia suffered from horrible knee and back pain stemming from a car accident. I was wearing knee braces just to try to maneuver around. Sonia hated the idea of pain meds and surgery seemed too risky. So she turned to the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics, the leaders in advanced regenerative medicine. That consultation just changed changed my life. I can do the treadmill, everything. I don't have anything holding me back. The quality of life is pain-free. QC Kinetics has made us very happy. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation today. I'm going to get emotional again. They are like family members to me. They care. Call QC Kinetics now. Call QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. 
Increasing cloud scores on this Thursday afternoon. High temperatures should get to the mid to upper 60s again today. And then tonight with cloud cover, lows shouldn't drop as much. It'll be chilly in the morning, but not in the lower 30s. We should only drop to the low to mid 40s tomorrow morning. Tomorrow afternoon, a mixture of sun and clouds. Highs should get to the upper 60s. And in some spots, the low 70s. From the UF Weather Center, I'm Megan Borowski. Evan, Canty, and Michelle are unsportsmanlike. I'm going to make maybe the boldest statement I've ever made in our time doing this show. Oh, no. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> DMV, underrated. I don't believe it's the worst place on earth. Why? I think it's a little bit better than the worst place on earth. Isn't it so on brand that Evan would not mind the DMV? I'm alone. I got my laptop. I can do work. Oh, it's Evan. Unsportsmanlike with Evan, Canty, and Michelle. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on WRUF. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It is an interesting phenomenon that when there is a loss, phone lines are pretty packed. But even after a big win, not a lot. Kind of where the mentality is sometimes. Uh, Williams says, want to commend Riley Kugel for his team play. His defense, passing and smart decisions, not forcing anything last night. Did a great job on Mitchell. Uh, Lee says, as a Gator fan of all sports, pretty the big two, what was the last win we had as a program? Uh, so, you know, we had three or four years of heartbreak in basketball and football. I'm racking my brain to remember the last big one we had as a Gator Nation. Maybe Tennessee this past year, Georgia in football under Mullen, the wheel route game. Yeah, I think beating Tennessee in basketball here was pretty big. Because weren't they? Wouldn't Tennessee rank in the top five? I think then. So I mean that was pretty big. That that comes to mind first, Lee. James says great win in Rupp. ESPN showed Gators zero and six versus quad one teams. What were those six losses? I have no idea. I'd have to go back and look at what the quad is now. Uh, I was surprised to see so many Kentucky fans leaving the stands with a minute left, only down five. Kind of like they've never seen a team come back from that. Uh, yesterday was Cal's 12th loss in his career at Rupp to an unranked team. Nader's getting restless on social media. Well, if you think it's bad here, uh, it's really bad there because short of winning or getting to the Final Four, if Kentucky doesn't do that, then it's a, a bad year. Uh, but, you know, by Kentucky standards, it has been a bit of a dry spell for Cal. Uh, Byron, Hello. Hey, Steve, man, I, I had to do something right when D was on, man. So I would say I like the Greek because I always love his calls, man. But, Steve, you know, I grew up watching them in the Alligator Alley, man, the Sloan days, Donovan. You know, like somebody mentioned Moulton, man. I mentioned uh, Jason Williams. You know, even uh, the, the guys of old, man, Noah and all those guys. But, hey, great win, man. Gator basketball, proud of you guys, the coaches. And whatever analytical mean, man, I'm trying to get, you know, that Dolphin coach remind me of a analytical kind of coach. So these guys are geniuses. 
Keep up the good work, guys. Good luck. And my spirit is with y'all. Go Gators! All right. <clears throat> Byron, thank you. Uh, Alan, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, uh, great win by the Gators last night. That was a lot of fun watching them uh, pull that out in Kentucky. That was, that was a lot of fun. But the main reason I called, I was going to ask you a question on this, uh, the Tennessee, the NIL stuff. Um, reading these, uh, the little bit of back and forth between the, uh, the Tennessee president and then the NCAA's response. Um, seems like their NCAA is trying to draw a pretty bright line between uh, what what I would think of traditionally as true name, image, and likeness endorsement type stuff, like you know having a deal with Coca Cola or having a deal with Ford or GM or what have you, versus getting money directly from a booster, which is essentially what these collectives is all about. Um, you know, and it makes me. Do you think it's possible? that the re- there's been some hubbub about why isn't the university promoting Florida victorious more and pumping that. Do you think it's possible that uh, they understand that, that that issue still exists and they would really be in a bad position to be pumping people towards um, contributing to that, knowing that at least from my personal observations, it's really just a booster organization that's turned around and given money to the kids. Um, you know, I mean, everything you see on Florida victorious for the last two months is, you know, they're outside painting houses or writing letters to teachers and, you know, God bless them. All of that's good. Um, but it really, to me, just kind of seems like it's like, uh, makeup work almost to, you know, justify the fact that they're giving them money um, as opposed to legitimate name, image, and likeness uh, opportunities that you would, you and I would think of historically. I'm just curious what you think. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. There's a there. lot there, but. Um, the problem I think in all of this, and I'm trying to sift through it to get to the bottom here is Frankly and simply, there's just no hard and fast guideline that fans, media, and players, and coaches, administrators can see. I, I think you can. We can talk about this from now till it gets dark, but I think yep. that is what drives this. And t- Tennessee, you know, Tennessee and Florida have taken two very different approaches to this. You know, Tennessee has come out kicking and screaming you know, over what the NCAA sent them. Florida hasn't said a mm-hmm. word, a word, yep. and isn't going to say a word. And that's been kind of their M.O. when anything like this has happened. They don't publicly get out in front of it, good or bad, wrong or right. So outside of that, it's really difficult to get a handle on because again look what the, look what the attorney general is now alleging in Tennessee and I think in Virginia it, there's just so many things and, and I said this last night watching the game 
I said, is anybody right now watching this game thinking NIL? No. No. Nope. Is anybody thinking, how do we get those transfers here? No. But, nope. but it does come up when, you know, if something's done incorrectly or, hey, uh, Florida got outbid by this school. That, that's just how this is going to roll for a while, I think. Okay. Well, I just I just think from a university, you know, I was around uh, back in the early '80s as a youngster uh, when you know Florida got in trouble for booster contributions and stuff. And I, I think it is very valid. Uh, you you made a or, or that somebody made an offhand comment about that there might be people inside the UAA that um, aren't necessarily on board. Um, I guarantee you there are people in the UAA that aren't on board because they've. They were they their hand is still scorched from what happened uh, forty years ago. So uh, um, that's uh, that that that's a piece of the puzzle, and uh, I, I think they really are waiting. They are looking for some kind of determination, and I think this Tennessee thing is probably a good test case on how that's gonna how that's gonna fall out. Um, is the NCAA gonna be able to draw that bright line on? No, we're talking about true endorsements, not boosters just giving money to kids. Or, or are they are they going to get their hands slapped, and the courts are going to say again, "No, you weren't listening to us. You can't stop those kids from making any amount of money they can make from anybody they want to get it from." Oh. Um, and and anyway, those are the two extremes that I see right now. So, all right, appreciate your call. Whatever it's worth. Yep, thank you, Alan. Yeah. Uh, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, is going to come on. Andrew, you can give us a call back. 1243 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Tubbs. Tonight is the East-West Shrine Game where some of the best college seniors and draft-eligible players play against one another. Tune in right here for live coverage at 8. Tomorrow, the 21st-ranked Georgia Bulldogs gymnastics team will host the 8th-ranked Florida Gators. Florida will look to get back on track after suffering its first loss of the season. Meanwhile, the Bulldogs are trying to get their first conference win. Local high school basketball is on tonight. Boys games include Oak Hall hosting Keystone Heights, Fort White traveling to Bradford, and The Rock hosting Union County. Girls games include Chiefland going to Hawthorne, Newberry hosting Eastside, and Cedar Key headed to Oak Hall. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Getting your biggest... The Rotohaver Boys Ranch needs your help. It's housed in Palaka. I've told you about it for a long time. I really believe in this charity. They really help at-risk young boys from difficult home environments or in some cases, no home environment, get their lives back together. It offers a safe haven, guidance, and structure for these boys, all while teaching life skills. And one of those life skills is with vehicle repair. And this is where you come in because they need vehicles to repair. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of just about any kind, consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch, and they can learn this skill. And remember, if you do this, your donation is a tax-deductible donation. To learn more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. This tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson, you yeah! 
Jackson Hewitt is so sure that you'll get your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson, hell yeah! And Jackson Hewitt also guarantees the accuracy of your return for life. Hell yeah! So don't just sit there. For your biggest refund guaranteed, walk into a Jackson Hewitt today and dance out Jackson Hewitt! Yeah! At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry, with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do. Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Lettronics World help you simplify your life at home. The professionals at EW can custom design, install, and program a URC total control automation and control system to put the operation of video, audio, locks, lighting, custom shades, thermostat, and more at your fingertips. You'll also be able to monitor your surveillance cameras in just one app. Take control of your life at home with a little assistance from Electronics World. Online at electronicsworld.net. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Always a pleasure to have Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus join the program. He's going to join us now to talk about uh, some NFL stuff. Hello, Brad. Welcome. Um Dan Quinn certainly has a Gator connection here, having coached here. Uh, he becomes the new coach of the Commanders. Uh, surprised with that. And uh, Eric Bieniemy. I mean, is he, uh, for some reason, he can't get hired? Or is there something wrong with his interviewing process? What's going on with that? Yeah, so <clears throat> the Quinn hire is interesting. You know, I think it's clearly not their first choice. They wanted to go the young offensive mind. I think Ben Johnson's probably the candidate there. Quinn does have a good reputation of building out staff. Guys want to work with him. He'll empower offensive coaches. You know, there's a reason Kyle Shanahan joined him in Atlanta, made a Super Bowl. But for me, it's an underwhelming hire. You have the second overall pick, four more top 100 picks. You have the most cap space in the NFL, an owner that clearly wants to win in the very near future with a new stadium, all these things. 
and, and you get a retread defensive coach. So, you know, I wouldn't be pumped if I'm a Commanders fan, but I think the hire at offensive coordinator will be the big, big tell. Maybe he's Derek Bieniemy. I don't really think he will. You, you do hear some of that with the interviewing process, Bieniemy. You also just hear that, you know, he's tied to Andy Reid, and, and folks don't know how much he individually was doing. And not to get into it on the radio, but, you know, there are some older stories and things that happened at Colorado and other stops a very long time ago. Um, you know, that would come up if he was hired, and I think some teams just don't want to deal with that. Gotcha. Um, as far as the new hires are concerned, uh, you kind of mentioned Quinn being underwhelming. Uh, what are the couple of hires you think were home run hires, if any, and were there others that you felt were underwhelming? Yeah, you know, I think Mike McDonald was a great hire. You know, obviously this is a defensive you know year. Five out of the eight head coaching openings were defense. And if you were going to go on the defensive side, I think Mike McDonald was the number one hire. I mean, a guy that is bringing different looks to the NFL. He has mixed up his coverages. He disguises coverages really well. Has these simulated pressures and exotic blitzes and all these things he did to, first of all, shut down the Shanahan tree specifically. You know, as more and more offenses go to that tree, he is the stopper of that tree. So, you know, young guy, energetic and I think you'll just see him maximize talent in Seattle. He, he, he had career years from half the defense in Baltimore this year. So, love that hire for sure. Uh, underwhelming hires? Yeah, Quinn, Quinn definitely on that list. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. That's probably it for me. The other ones I think are kind of expected. You know, Canales I think earned it. I know it's kind of weird. One-year OC in Tampa, but helped resurrect you know, Smith's career, helped resurrect Baker Mayfield's career. You're trying to resurrect Bryce Young's career. Uh, you might as well hire Dick Canales. Yeah, I, this is a little outside the box here, but uh, the Packers hire as their DC a college head coach, and I think because of all that's going on in the college game, Brad, with NIL and all this other stuff, that you're going to see more college coaches coach in the NFL. Do you agree with that? One hundred and ten percent. You're going to see more, you know, guys that are at Power Five programs, maybe not the elite of the elite, you know, Georgia, Alabama, etc that want to make the jump to the NFL. I mean, you even just saw the guy who won the college football playoff and Jim Harbaugh make that same move. And, yeah, it's just you're working 365 days a year. Jeff Halfley had a quote he gave, like, I'm not even coaching football anymore. I'm focused on NIL and transfer portal and all these things. I don't even have time to sit down and just scheme up a defense, which obviously is why he was in the job in the first place. So I'll tell you, I can't say who it is, but I think the Washington Commanders OC might also be a college football head coach jumping to the NFL level. Ooh, interesting. Um how successful do you think Harbaugh is going to be in San Diego? Very, or, or, I'm I mean, sorry, L.A., yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a program builder. We saw it in San Francisco. It's going to be tough the first year, and I think he is going to tear it down to the studs is probably a bad way to put it because there is some talent there. But make tough decisions, move on from some older players, and not chase winning right away, but instead get young, get, get physical, fast, you know, everything he talks about, I think you're going to see it. They're going to marry the ground game to their passing attack. They're going to get way, way more aggressive on defense, not just sit back and off coverage and let teams carve them up. No, I think it's going to go great. I mean, he has probably the best quarterback he's ever worked with in Justin Herbert, and it might take a year or two, but I think it's going to be successful. I couldn't wait to ask you these next two questions because sometimes I'm a believer that if you're a college team or an NFL team, let's take the Ravens, right? they make the AFC Championship game. And if you just said to a Ravens fan before the season starts, we make it to that game, they'd probably think, well, pretty good year. But the way it unfolded, how poorly Lamar Jackson played, is that just a one-game blip, Brad, or is there concern now? 
the playoff. I mean, he did play very, very well against Houston. So he's now, you know, I think that the monkey up his back a little bit in terms of can he win in the playoffs? And he was lights out uh, against a pretty good Houston team. I'm, I'm losing you, Brad. Your cell's doing crazy things here. Oh, you got me now? Uh, a little bit better. Yeah, I, I didn't hear the first part of the Lamar Jackson thing, so go ahead and repeat it. Yeah, yeah, I think he individually is going to be going over the monkey is carrying this like he's going anywhere. He had a great game against Houston, so I know he didn't play well at all against Kansas City. That is a top-five defense in the NFL. A lot of teams have struggled. Not a single team has scored 28 points on Kansas City the entire season. So, my if I was a Ravens fan, though, my concern is you lose Mike McDonald, like we just talked about. You have a ton of free agents on both sides of the ball. You also lose Joe Hortiz, who's a very important part of that personnel department. He's bringing some people with him to L.A. Corey Krawiak is, is, is a hot name for you know, football administration, analytics, he's a very, very sharp guy. He's going to the Chargers as well. So it just that that was the year. Like I don't think they're never gonna win, but but this was the year where everything lined up. The AFQ wasn't as good as expected. They were so so good and they still fell up short. Super Bowl thoughts early on here. I think points is the key here. I think it's gonna be a very, very high scoring game. I think both teams are going to be able to score. I know I just mentioned the Chiefs have a great defense. They do but they are susceptible to the ground game. Um, that and also throwing over the middle. You can attack Nick Bolton at linebacker. He gave a bunch of passes up to Zay Flowers. I'm not sure why he was covering Zay Flowers, but he was. Um, so I think Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel feasting over the middle. And then I think the Chiefs, the, the Niners defense quietly has not been good for about two months. They, they've really struggled in both, you know, on the ground and through the air. And so I think both teams are going to score a ton. as the Chiefs are going to score last and win another ring. Let me ask this last thing tongue in cheek. Um, Bill Belichick's not going to coach, at least as a head coach. Um, I don't know how good he would be in a television booth. I guess we're going to find out, uh, maybe. But is this a one-year hiatus for him, do you think? I think so. I think a team like the Giants are interesting. Obviously, won a Super Bowl there as a defensive coordinator. Uh, Brian Dable, probably on a bit of a hot seat. You know, had a great first year, but last year was, was a disaster. The defensive coordinator forces his way out of the building. You're kind of hearing some negative things there. So, you know, one of those type of situations. Does Mike McCarthy kind of flounder in Dallas? I think one of those spots, maybe they got to a slow start. We might even see Bill Belichick midseason, but more so I think, you know, next year I think you will get a gig. Yeah, and uh, Jerry Jones saying, I could definitely work with Bill Belichick. No pressure on McCarthy. Uh, yeah. Um, was, uh, where can people see your work, Brad? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad, and all my work is at PFF.com. Appreciate you. Thanks for your time. Hey, thank you. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus joining us here. I mean, who would have thought, honestly, who would have thought that Bill Belichick would not coach? A guy like him would not coach. But that's exactly uh, what we have here. And uh, pretty amazing stuff, actually. It really is. Uh, okay. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, is in the house. He'll be here uh, top of the 1 o'clock hour. And then former Gator pitcher and current big league pitcher Dane Dunning is going to be joining us. So uh, that's all going to be coming up here. And hope that uh, you will call us and talk a little sports uh, in what was a really, really uh, cool day uh, or cool night as far as uh, Gator basketball was concerned. I think, who knows, maybe, maybe. This is the game that propels them. This is certainly, if it, they have a chance now, I think, to be <clears throat> in the bracketology of Lenardi. 
I really think that's possible. Uh, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Emails. Uh, let's see here. Marcus, what do you make of the decision to go with Riley over Will down the stretch? My guess would be defense. That'd be my guess. I don't know. Uh, interesting question, um, however. Um, and again, that's what coaches get paid for. William, uh, Pullen, the MVP of the team. Enjoyed the fight of this team. I've struggled with this team all year in the sense from an eye test perspective. They look like a tourney team, but the resume hasn't matched that yet. Maybe it's about to. To nitpick, Golden seems to really struggle with inbounds plays late in games. Have you noticed this? Not going to be corrected late in the year. Um, a little bit, I've noticed that. Um, and how can it be corrected? I just think you either do one of two things. You either A, do a better job with what the play is, you know, what the inbounds play is, or B, you draw something else up and hope that it is going to be there. So, uh, but, you know, can certainly be better. Uh, Brian says, great win by the basketball team last night. Anytime you can get one on the road at Rupp, big deal. I'm thinking we need six more wins to make the tourney, five in regular season and one uh, in the uh, SEC tournament. Your thoughts? Mm. Depends what those wins are. You know, you'd like another quad one win just to help because the record against quad one was not particularly good. Uh, have you heard any chatter on the four football assistant coaches whose contract expired yesterday? Do you foresee any changes? I can tell you this. Uh, I spoke with an athletic uh, administration person today who told me today all the coaches are employed. Hour two coming up. Sean Kelly joins me. You join us as well. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, from arthritis or injury, don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics' advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. We put security systems on our homes and cars. 
cybersecurity on our devices. But what about our money? Radiant Credit Union wants to secure your earnings with our adjustable rate certificates. Right now, you can earn 5.45% on a 12-month term. Secure your future now and enjoy the peace of mind that comes with maximizing your savings growth. Visit RadiantCU.org secure and start earning today. 12-month certificate requires $1,000 minimum balance to open, $10,000 balance to earn APY, federally insured by NCUA. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into our two of Sports Scene. Bennett is our producer today. Always a pleasure to have the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, alongside. And he is alongside. So questions, comments for him, uh, 392-8255. And uh, you can email the show, too, uh, at srussell at wruf.com. Right away, I I thought somebody would ask this question, and Lucas did, Sean. First of all, hello, and how are you? I'm well. (laughs) Whatever will we talk about today? Uh, Yes, gee. Uh, He says, was last night the biggest win you've called since you arrived in Gainesville? To me, it's either this or the Utah game in your first season. Wow, good question. Um, Biggest basketball game, obviously. Uh, and I would have to say there's a baseball game in there, one or two. You know the ones I'm talking about. You know, you you win a regional. You yep. And again, Jeff's the lead on that, so uh, I'm along for the ride in those cases. So um, it's yeah, it's top three, four games that I've called here. Maybe maybe number one. I I had such a pleasure last night <clears throat> watching the. Kentucky fans scrambling for the exits before the end of the game. Yes. Oh, I loved every second of it. Yeah. I did. I did. No, it was exhilarating. It was thrilling. It was a signature moment in a young program. Um, I could argue this both ways. It might be be the the biggest game I've called as as a Gator. Um, And I could argue it's, it's it's, it's grouped together with some others. I really did a good job of dodging that. Sorry. Well, it's hard because it, it, it is. It's in right? the moment too. I'm just you know I'm trying to still take it all in. So uh, let's see. I uh, don't know. Stephen uh, Pullen played 41 minutes and Samuel 35. Do you think down the stretch he'll tighten the rotation? A few players will play longer. I don't think. Well, look, I, and I asked Todd Golden this before the game last night. Just because you're coming off of an overtime game and Walter and Zion both played heavy minutes against Georgia. And he said, I'm going to actually open my rotation up a little bit and get some guys some breathers earlier in the game. So last night, I don't know if you noticed or not, Tommy Houck, Denzel Aberdeen. Aberdeen, yep. Tommy came in early. So did Alex. I thought, they, I thought he did a really good job of rotating his bigs. Uh, and, and Samuel still was on fumes by the time that thing was done. I got a note on him, by the way. It's going to knock your socks off. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> It did give Walter and Zion an extend, a more extended break in that first half. And yes, Kentucky did go up by 10 
but your ability to cut it back to five going into halftime was massive. Yes. And I think by getting them that kind of extended breather in the first half allowed those two guys to be so strong down the stretch. I mean, there's two plays in particular. And again, I know this all runs together. And by the way, both teams lead the league in pace, right? So I mean, it was it was up and down. So there's a lot of trips. So if I if I point something out and you and you don't remember the play, that's okay because there was hundreds of them. So anyway, there was a shot block by Tyree Samuel. Ball starts heading for half court, and Zion Poland beats two Wildcats to the ball. And instead of giving it up on the fast break, he sees a lane. He goes in and he takes a hit scores and tumbles into the camera pit. That was one instance of how, how big and strong these guys are. The other one was Walter Clayton turns the ball over. They go on a fast break. Walter Clayton runs to the other end, blocks the guy from behind, punches it off the window. Gators get the ball back, go back the other direction, and a trailing three by Walter Clayton. So when you talk about the value of these two guards and their strength and skill set, it's been on full display this week. And really during this win streak now, too. All right, let's go to the phones. Andrew, hello. Yeah, uh, when you go online, a lot of people talk about how they want Kugel out of the, out of the like the lineup, but I didn't think he played that bad. Uh, at times he looks pretty good, but he's so, I don't know, what, what's the deal with him? He, sometimes he looks good, and then other times it's like he throws it off some dude's shoe. It's Is he have trouble like focusing or what's the what i I can't figure that guy out i well get in line i mean it's 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 been a bit of a mystery this year with riley kugel you know and and i'll say this about riley you know he played almost 31 minutes in the overtime win last night did he have a great night offensively no three of 11 like you said kind of has some of these turnovers where he he's so gifted athletically he's not able to get away with some of the stuff that he has his whole basketball life so he has a tendency to leave the floor, jumps in the air, then he's not really sure what he's going to do with it, and then there's kind of the inevitable turnover. But his value last night was him defensively. He was so good defensively. He can switch on anybody. He can guard one through four, and he's got kind of a little nasty to him. And in a game where they let him play a little bit, uh, he was very physical with some of their guards, their perimeter guys. Riley's impact last night was defensively, not offensively. Yeah, I think you're right. I kind of noticed sometimes he treats it almost like a like a high school game, and he kind of gets a little carried away. But then when he when it's when he's like focused, it's like I mean that past uh, Micah in like it, towards the fourth quarter that or the second half that was that was an that alley oop that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I how he got it there, he just popped it and saw the window there, and it caught Micah a little bit by surprise. In that sense, but that's how gifted he is. Now, and again, the way the game started, and by the way, Riley, again, I don't want to go crazy here. He had, I need to get my, for those of you watching on the stream here, (laughs) my readers out. Uh, Let's see. Been there, done that. Riley was not given a turnover in last night's game. No. And that is outstanding for a young man who's had a lot this year. In fact, the nine turnovers in an overtime game at Kentucky, that's, if you're looking for the, the keys to the win or the, that's the special ingredient, that's in the sauce right you there. Bet. Yep. Okay, thanks. A- Andrew, thank you. Lee, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Great job. Thank you, sir. Great uh, question for you. Have you been to Rupp Arena? Yes. All right, couple, all right. A uh, couple, one, two, three, 
four times. Yep. It's not at the campus. It's downtown. It's separated from the university, right? Yes, a little, yes. Yeah. Hey, Sean, uh, what's the what's the nickname for Todd Golden? Y'all got one yet? I mm. got a couple of choices for you. Well, I mean, I, I don't have one personally. No. Go ahead, Lee. <laughs> be nice, Lee. Well, which one would be better? Which one would be better, the go- the golden one or the golden boy? Because he's so young looking. I, you know, those have been thrown around a little bit. I don't think he particularly <laughs> cares for it. It's a little odd, uh, <laughs> right? But I, I just know this. Yeah. I know this. The the feeling around him and the team last night after that was it was a it was a big moment for this program. A big moment. It was kind of a bust through kind of moment. It'd been 21 years since the Gators had won on the road against an AP top 10 team. It's a quad one win. You know, here's the crazy thing. Now, if you look at the winning streak, that's impressive in itself. If you go back to the start of December, Florida's 11 and three, 11 and three in the last two months. And they've won now, I think, five of the last six. Um, you get the quad one win, and you have a chance to to punch your ticket now in the next week. Because if, I, if you go to A&M, and, and by the way, it's going to be really physical. A&M's not as good as they were a year ago, but man, it's going to be physical. Yeah. That's Saturday at 4. Then you have this bye, right? There's no game until next Saturday. Odom's already sold out for Auburn, yep. and man, it's going to be a rock fight against Auburn. I mean, an absolute rock fight. And Gators have all this momentum. Yep, go ahead. Last thing I'll take it off the air. I, the reason the nickname is uh, we're down four with 28 seconds left in the game, and uh, not running too much good action. Looked like Clayton was going to take a wild three, and he called timeout with 28 seconds left. When they came out, they gave it to pull and went down to Samuel, and he got blocked, but. Got it. Kugel got it back. Gave it back to Sanyon. At least they got it down to two. So I say to play the game for the Golden Boy was uh, calling a timeout with 28 seconds left. Yeah, down yeah, four. Right. Yeah, and Lee, going. Yep. All thanks. Right. And Lee Humphrey even said um, this possession's going nowhere. It was going. It was leading toward maybe a turnover. And Golden uses that timeout. Yep. It was. It was a very in the moment great decision. Todd says finally got a quad one win. Played hard for 40 minutes in overtime. Didn't seem to fade in the last few minutes. Need to duplicate the effort throughout the remaining schedule, regardless of shooting. It's the energy that gives him a chance. Why is Samuel shooting threes in key moments? Um, yeah, that's probably the question that Coach asked Tyrese as well in film today. Um, yeah, because there were a couple times I looked over at the bench and Ty was like, that's not the shot we're looking for. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, he had, I think his freshman year at Seton Hall, he had 16 three-pointers. The numbers dropped a little bit every year, whether it be makes or attempts. I, look, if the occasional one is okay, I just think there was one or two that was ill-advised. Yeah, yeah. and when you take them, too, sure. is part of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, for any team on the bubble, is it better to have zero quality wins or have zero bad losses? Good question for the committee. I think in, in, in this day and age, you need to have that quality win. Me, too. And the thing is, you don't have a bad loss right. at the moment. I think that you there's a couple you'd like to have back. Yeah. The first one against Kentucky, um, missed opportunity there. Maybe yep. you didn't give it away. Missed opportunity, I guess, is probably the way to go. I think they would like to have the game at Wake back. Other than yeah. that, other than that, I think they've done what they were supposed to do, and now the thing is do what you think is next for you, which is go win at Kentucky. You know, the, the committee, I do think it is about wins more than not having a bad loss. But – 
if you don't have either, if you don't have a bad loss, you don't have a great win, that's probably not going to help you in the tournament. Correct. You've got to have something to push you. Yes, a separator, if you will. Yes. I think the separator more is the good, the, the quality win. I agree. More so than the bad loss. Yes. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Another segment with Sean. Call him up. Talk some sports. He has a 113 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Michael Tubbs. Tonight is the East-West Shrine game where some of the best college seniors and draft-eligible players play against one another. Tune in right here for live coverage at 8. Tomorrow, 8th-ranked Florida Gymnastics is headed to Athens to take on the 21st-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. The Gators are coming off of their first loss of the season, while the Bulldogs are looking to get their first conference win of the year. The Washington Commanders have found their new head coach in Dan Quinn. He served as the Gators' defensive coordinator and defensive line coach for the 2011 and 2012 seasons and has been the Cowboys' defensive coordinator for the last three years. Gators baseball has announced its national TV schedule, which starts with Florida State on March 12th. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Michael Tubbs. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. FICARE Federal Credit Union, the place I've done my banking for over 30 years, and it is only for healthcare workers and their families. And they've got a fantastic fixed-rate visa with rates as low as 9.5% APR. So while other financial institutions are raising rates on their variable rate credit cards, sometimes as high as the mid-20s, theirs stays consistently low, and it has no annual fee. It's one of the best cards you can get and also has a rewards program attached to it. You won't find a card with that lower rate locally, and that's what the folks at FICARE Federal Credit Union give you with this. FICARE Federal Credit Union online, FICAREFCU.org, FICAREFCU.org. It's not the sound of failure. It's the sound of social, educational, vocational, and spiritual training at Road Heaver Boys Ranch. When you donate your car, truck, RV, or boat to Road Heaver Boys Ranch, you'll get the maximum tax benefit, and we'll get much-needed funds to provide a wholesome home environment to at-risk young men who have no home of their own. Learn more at rbr.org. That's rbr.org. Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It's better to build boys than mend men. Come out for the ninth annual Road to Heaver Boys Ranch Clay Target Shoot February 3rd at the Palatka Skeet Club. Become a sponsor or register for a great day of clay shooting. Sponsorships are tax deductible and a great way to promote your business. Lunch will be provided. To register or for more details, visit rbr.org. Road to Heaver Boys Ranch relies entirely on your generous donations with no government assistance. So please consider supporting this event. Road to Heaver Boys Ranch. It's better to build boys than to mend men. Visit rbr.org. That's rbr.org. Man, it is a beautiful day to fish. Here's your life jacket. You know I can swim, right? So could a lot of people who died falling overboard. Come on, I'm not a kid. Fatalities are often men over 30. It's too hot to wear one. These new ones are complete. <sighs> there, happy. Ooh, I got one. Glad you wore the life jacket. Okay, yes. Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reminds you to wear your life jacket. Visit wearitsflorida.com. Wear it, Florida. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where you can walk up or drive through for the freshest burgers in town made to order. Great shakes, an outdoor patio umbrella seating area as well. If you're in a hurry, order online for a quick pickup at dickmondells.com. 
Hey there, Dan Patrick here. I've got something hot for you, and I'm not just talking about the big game. It's the original Louisiana brand hot sauce, and let me tell you, game changer. Whether you're tailgating with your boys, hosting the ultimate big game party, the original Louisiana brand hot sauce is the MVP. Perfect balance of heat and flavor, and you add that to all your food. It's like a touchdown dance for your taste buds. The hot sauce brings the soulful heat of Louisiana to your party, turning every gathering into a spicy celebration of food and football. No huddle, no problem. The hot sauce is ready. Fast-paced action of your tailgate or the big game party. Quick and easy, just like your favorite team executing the perfect play. So make the call. Add the original Louisiana brand hot sauce to your roster today. The big game MVP of flavors. Ready to take your game day experience to a whole new level. The original Louisiana brand hot sauce. Flavor favors the bold. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly in the house. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. David joins us. Hi, David. Hey, I just wanted to talk to you guys about the game last night. Sure. Sean, I, I never heard an announcer get so excited toward the end of overtime when it looked like it was all ready to go. And you and Lee talking about the fans walking out the door. And I know you've done a lot of broadcasting, but that had to be a pretty cool moment for you to get that excited. It certainly was. Um, a couple of reasons why. One, I love the Gators, and I don't like Cal. Uh, let's let's go with that. Um, I didn't know that. Okay. I, I'm not a big Cal guy. Okay. Just, yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing is, think about this just for a moment. And this is now a tip toward Kentucky or whatever. It don't happen very often that you see Kentucky fans start. I used to I used to say on the radio. I said, "Up, oh, somebody just yelled fire at Rupp Arena. They're heading for the exits." I refrained from that last night. But to watch Big Blue Nation just streaming up the aisles, it was it, it hit me at first. I'm like. This doesn't happen in this building. No, they weren't like down fifteen either. Right, right. So it was just it was kind of like I'm seeing something that most people don't get to see. Oh, and I'm loving every minute of it too. So I was just and again to when and Steve knows this too. When you're with a team almost day in day out and you watch them kind of punch through different things, have adversity. What do they do with it? To see them kind of like punch through. And finish that thing and, and get that kind of a win last night is, is really cool. It's really cool to watch them do that. And so, yeah, so I was very excited with the way that the game went last night. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I wanted to almost not make a huge deal out of it because I just want Florida to be in the same conversation as those guys. And that hasn't been the case for a little while now. And maybe, the, maybe you know, if this keeps going the way I think it's going to go, it won't be such a spectacular thing to go get a top 10 road win. It's been 21 years. I mean, we talk about this during football season, too. There's a perspective that we have to have sometimes, and it sucks. But 
you haven't had a top 10 road win here in 21 years, and you got it last night. So, and if my math's correct, that means Billy Donovan didn't either during his, you know, fantastic run, you know, when they won the two championships. So, again, something that hadn't been done in 21 years, and it happened to be against a team that I don't particularly care for. So, that was good for me. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, my family, I've got relatives up in Indiana, and they all call Rupp Arena corrupt arena. So that, that goes uh, way way back for me. So I appreciate it, man. I enjoyed your call. Thank you, Thank David. You. Appreciate your call. Ed, welcome to the show. Sean, I couldn't agree with you more on uh, Cal. He's left two programs on probation before he got to Kentucky. And the early question I had was, well, which will happen first? Kentucky goes on probation or they win a championship. So uh, he's not high on my bucket list either. But uh, I love watching our guards play. Uh, they're both well-rounded. Uh, I don't know how many guard tandems you've seen over the years, but uh, and it's early. We haven't even played a full season with them yet. But where do you put those two in, in terms of guard tandems that you've seen? Gosh, I, I don't know. I'd have to give that some thought. Maybe that's an answer I have for you next week. I will say this, they're complementary to each other. It was interesting, at the start of the season, if you remember, Zion had that silly three-game suspension that they've got to get this whole thing fixed with. If you go play at the Portsmouth Invitational thing, then all of a sudden now you're, whatever. He's not alone in that, but it's just, it's silly. But watching the Gators play without him, and Walter Clayton at the time was having to kind of run the point, the game against Virginia falls into that category. There was the turnover, we all know about that, right? It wasn't until Zion got in that I saw Walter kind of like, okay, this is my spot, and Z's in this spot, and, and they're very complementary to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think Florida does just fine when one or the other's getting a breather. But, man, when they're together on the floor, it's a real problem for Gators' opponents right now. So I, I'm with you. I enjoy watching them play. And, by the way, now you got me on my soapbox about Cal, and you mentioned the probation stuff. What kind of credibility does the Basketball Hall of Fame have anymore when John Calipari is in the Hall of Fame, and yet he's had to vacate Final Fours and wins at two different programs, and the guy at Houston, Kelvin Sampson, got two other programs in trouble, and he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I want to love the Basketball Hall of Fame, but I just can't get on board because of that kind of nonsense. Side note, exactly. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, appreciate your comments, and you can think about it a whole week now. Uh, and also, uh, this is more for Steve, but... I'm thinking about Gator combos going all the way back to Moten and Maxwell, yeah, uh, Jay Will and Shannon and Green and Humphrey. Uh, these two uh, have a chance to be in there with those bunches. Yeah, I, let me. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. The Green Humphrey thing, uh, as far as like great tandems go, yes, just a very different style. Yeah, yeah, especially now, on these Maxwell parts. and Moten. I think are a little bit more towards those two. Right, because Moten, for his height and size, if folks remember this, was terrific, and he he went in against the trees and didn't care and scored, and we all know Fearless. you know Maxwell became a pro. So yeah, that that the, they came to mind first, but I'm sure if you think back, there's a lot of them. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Yep. Appreciate the show. Thank you, Ed. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey guys, uh, want to do actually do three things. I want to comment. Or, or compliment Lee. He's uh, he's coming on to be a pretty good color guy. I like I like listening to him. He gets excited every now and then. Um, second thing is 
when I went and re I went and watched the replay this morning with their announcers, uh, listening to them, and sounded like they were narrating a wake, especially compared to Sean, Sean Lee. It was like, wow, these guys are really sad about this. And in, in the overtime and in the overtime, they weren't showing any emotion hardly, except sad. Yeah, um, to be expected. Third, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, well, no, I mean the announcers. Oh, oh for, no, K- for Kentucky or the national guys? The national guys. The national guys. They, I would have been, ex- yeah, I would have been excited about you know being able to televise an upset like that. But they sound like they were at a wake. I mean, it was like they were, they were just sad. That's interesting. In, That's interesting. That, that might yeah. be a bit through orange and blue glasses, but okay, yeah. it might be. And I, I admit it might be, but it just I had to watch it because I heard so much about it yesterday or. Uh, this morning early about uh, how you know they 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 were just not emotional when the Gators took the lead or nothing. Well, they're not supposed to be. But no, yet, no, yeah, yeah. Well, they were when Kentucky Sean can be. Shooting. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, I mean not that. What I missed. I mean, Sean's done national game. Okay? You you can yeah. get emotional, but it's just different. Ravich has no, you know. Sean does. It, I, I don't know. I, I watched yeah. it. I I didn't. Get that sense, but hey, we can agree to disagree. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, one more thing. Um, you played. I know you played a lot of you know, ball on the diamond. I did too. And when I'm when I was a DH for a little while, I, my batting average stunk. But when I was in the game, my batting average was better. I wonder if that's something like uh, Kugel's got going on with him. Is you know maybe he needs to get a lather up and get in the thick of the game, and he'll you know he'll He'll shoot better, and he'll. And I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like he's dragging because he's not into the game. Like like I used to be one of the ace. I mean, I, maybe you can comment on that, guys. Yeah, I, I thank you. I'll just okay. take. I'll just take last night. I, he, he seemed very engaged. Yeah. From the from the moment we were at shoot around all the way through the day, and then when he came in, again he didn't shoot real well, but defensively he was engaged. So. And, and I think it, it's always been my belief, Sean, and I understand it to a point where fans look at engagement with points. In other words, if he doesn't if he scores 20 points, oh he's really engaged. Well, not necessarily. But you can he was as engaged defensively last night. He was terrific. Yeah, that was his that was like I said earlier. That was that was his big impact on yes. the game. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. So, he's engaged that way. Yes. Uh, Mark says well, here we go. Uh, seems like Kugel will wow you with his speed and athleticism to get to the rim, but oftentimes he'll miss an easy bucket at the rim. It's almost as if his body's moving in a speed that makes it difficult for him to complete the drive. Your thoughts? Yeah, just kind of what I referred to earlier, and that's you know sometimes he gets off the ground and then you know he's he's either trying to make the pass, the real high difficulty pass when he could have just punched it in on his own, or um, I don't think it's some, I don't think there's some, you know. Uh, Willful, whatever you want to call it here. It's it's a matter of the feel of the situation, and when he matches that with the athleticism he has, then you're going to see like that that pass that nobody else can make, or he's going to you think he's going to pass, and all of a sudden he windmills one on you and dunks it on your head. That's that could that could be the next thing for Riley, but he's got to get away from the leave my feet and oh I just saw somebody out of the corner of my eye and I'm going to do a no look. And that's what it was when he turned it over under the rim like that. He wasn't looking at the rim, so 
if it was a shot, that's going to be a bad shot. And if he's trying to look a man off, well, in that tight traffic, what you know, what difference does that make? So I'm trying to stay away from the phrase, don't be so cute with it. But sometimes that might apply. You know, okay. don't, you don't have to be so fancy sometimes. Appreciate you. Have a good yeah. call at A&M and a safe trip. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have the voice of the Gator, Sean Kelly, here. Up next, we're going to talk to Dane Dunning, Gator. And, of course, major leaguer now. He's coming up next. 129 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN. 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Sick and tired of achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery? You need to call QC Kinetics today. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, from arthritis or injury, don't let this pain keep you from living your best life. QC Kinetics' advanced state-of-the-art treatments harness and direct your body's natural ability to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. What I'd like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry is when you walk into the door, you're going to be treated like family. And when you walk out of the door, you will feel as if you, you've had an experience like no other in terms of dental practices. Um, you, will, you will be treated both professionally and personally. So to the extent that um, you, won't, you won't look for another practice. Uh, this is a lifetime type of practice where the moment you enter into it, I, I firmly believe that people don't leave here. They, they become patients forever. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like, an official offer to buy or trade your car. Woo-hoo! Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This afternoon, mostly sunny and pleasant with high temperatures in the mid to upper 60s. Increasing clouds tonight, and that should help prevent temperatures from dropping too much. It'll still be chilly, though, to kick off our Friday morning with lows in the mid-40s. Wind chills in the lower 40s in the afternoon. A mixture of sun and clouds tomorrow with highs getting to near 70. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. 
This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. It's going to be a great matchup, but it's a Super Bowl that I don't think anybody was hoping for. You know, we were looking for the Lions or the Buffalo Bills getting there. There were storylines with other teams that were more interesting. Kansas City, man, they got Mahomes. Niners, yeah, we expected them to be here. Number one seed in the NFC. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. And one of the cool things about broadcasting Gator baseball uh, for as long as I have, you get to, you know, see the young people that come through here, and and then uh, you get to also follow careers that, you know, some make it just to the minor leagues, some make it to the big leagues. Well, my next guest, Dane Dunning, did make it to the big leagues in a big way. Hard to believe he's almost 30, Dane Dunning, but uh, welcome, and uh, good to have you back. Thanks for doing this. No, I appreciate you having me on. Dane, uh, I, I do not know, have never met or interviewed Bruce Bochy, but I do know the dude can manage because he's got World Series rings. So tell me about Bruce Bochy, first of all. Uh, working with him, honestly, is just its a blessing. Uh, every move that he makes, every decision that he does, uh, you know there's a purpose behind it, and you can you know, you know can ride on that. And, um, you know, especially in – at the major league level, uh, getting a manager that you could trust can be kind of tough at times. And, uh, but you just know that what the moves that he makes and the positions that he put you, like puts you in, it's, it's to better your future and the better for the team. Uh, obviously a terrific year for the Rangers last year. What was that like? Um, it was a fun time. Uh, I talk about this to people all the time, just about how this team that we were a part of, we could have, I mean, we had to pick up one game out of the last four in Seattle and like to make playoffs. And we did. And, uh, but I could, I, I told people, I tell people this all the time. We could have lost all four, got swept. And it was one of the most fun teams that I've ever been on. Just top to bottom, everybody, everyone there was like a good teammate, a good person, just really fun to be around. We, we worked as a team, uh, even outside of baseball, we did stuff together. Uh, so it just it just made that whole run that much more of a blessing. I mean, everyone came in as a group and just we rode that way. We rode the uh, the momentum with us and uh, and fortunately won it all. What was the World Series like? Um, it was it was uh, a little stressful, um, <laughs> but but no, I mean it's it's what every kid dreams about, right? It's you know being on that stage, being you know being where we're at. I mean, I. I'm just honored that I was a part of that team. Uh, I was honored that I was able to, you know, be able to play in the World Series and have a couple outings. But, no, it's – I mean, it's what every kid dreams about. I mean, all the pressure's on there, but uh, you just got to learn how to, like, manage that pressure and use it to your – to your like, to better yourself. I mean, you got to be able to quiet the noise and be able to kind of do your own thing. And um, But, I mean, it was – absolutely wonderful the uh the parade afterward afterwards was amazing uh the celebrations after each each victory through po- the postseason is i mean it's so much fun uh dan i want to ask this too uh after you leave here 
you get signed. Um, when did you think that you belonged? Like, when did you know I, I can be a big league pitcher? Uh, I mean, so that was my goal since I was a little kid. Um, I kept telling my dad growing up, I'm going to be a major league baseball player. And uh, he would look at me and say, go to college. That's all I, that's all I ask, you, ask of you is just go to college. Um, I mean, it was my dream, and I didn't kind of let anybody stop me from uh, doing my best to be able to get to that, that, that point in time. Uh, I've been very fortunate through the years of just being able to, uh, I mean, scouts and everything just valued me pretty high. And um, But, no, I mean, I, it, it just, I guess when I got to that point where I was in double-A area, that's where it really kind of clicked where I was like, you know, I can really do this. You know, I can, I can make it there. The team see very highly of me, and, um, you know, I have a good shot at it. And, you know, I didn't let anybody bring me down and um, say that I couldn't. Take me back to your very first big league appearance. Did you, were you able to take it all in you know, that, that very first time as a big leaguer? So I, so I'm one of the, the very few that have two different experiences. So I debuted in COVID. So I don't count that really as a debut. Uh, statistically it is, but uh, we, we played during, you know, there's no fans. There was nobody. There was cardboard cutouts. It was, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I get, I tell myself I have two different debuts. So the first one, I mean, I still had adrenaline. I still had everything. You're facing major league hitters, uh, facing Detroit. And I just remember it being surreal. Uh, Miggy came up to bat and I'm sitting there standing on the mound, looking at Miggy going like, like, holy, like, holy crap. This is Miguel Cabrera. Like, I've literally watched him play for so long. I've watched him win so many, like, batting titles and triple crowns and stuff like that. And now I'm on the mound facing him. So that was that was one moment that I was like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, the second moment was the next year with Texas, uh, my first start, which I think was at home. I can't remember who it was against. But um, we had a full crowd. I mean, we had a sell, like, sellout crowd. I think there was like forty to 45,000 people there. And I just remember the nerves being so high. Uh, I mean, I've, I've technically experienced half of a, we call it the Mickey Mouse year. Um, but it, it, it's just different. When that crowd roars and, you know, when you're on that bump for the first time in front of all those fans, like, you get that nice adrenaline rush. And, uh, you know, fortunately I was able to kind of lock in and keep my own. And uh, I think I had a pretty good start that day. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so I had two different experiences, and it was, it was a blast on both. Dane Dunning, our guest here, of course, a pitch for the Gators now with the Texas Rangers. Um, Dane, how much as a starting pitcher or just as a pitcher do you rely on anali- so-called analytics, scouting reports, things like that? Uh, scouting reports heavily. Analytics, it, it really just depends on the scenario, right? So I, I allow analytics to help me guide like my pitches to be better but I don't solely focus on it. So during games, if I feel like my slider's not where it needs to be or if I'm, you know, my slider's getting a little bit bigger or, or um, you know, my change-up's getting a little too, like, too vertical or stuff like that, I'll go look at some analytics to see what my numbers are at to be able to help myself get to the point where I want to be. But I don't let it overtake me where it's like, you know, in the game I got to think, oh, I'm, you know, I got to make this slider tight. Like in the game it's, you know, it's me versus you. I'm going to throw the pitch the best I can. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, 
But scouting reports, I rely heavily on. So just, you know, you're playing 162 games. You're playing all different players. Um, I mean, and most importantly, you're trying to win. And if I can get the best edge that I can of knowing what hitters are weak at, what they're good at, and being able to utilize my pitches to that, like to their plan, it's, I mean, it helps out. You'll have to adjust during the game as like per usual, but as long as you know certain people's hot spots, it's like you can use it to better yourself. Do you feel your time at Florida Dane helped you prepared for, you know, what's, what's transpired for you? Oh, 1000%. Um, I think Sully does a really good job at, um, mentally and physically like preparing you for a professional season. One of the hardest transitions from college to, to pro ball is just the duration of a minor league season. Um, and that's, you know, one thing that I struggled a little bit, I got injured. I got injured once when I was in the minor leagues, had Tommy John surgery. And that's just because I didn't have that preparation a little bit going in the off season before, but Sully does a really good job of making sure you're staying on top of your schedule, making sure you stay on top of your stuff and preparing you for that you know, that major league or minor league season. Um, but solely, most importantly, he tries he tries to play the mental game with you as well. So he tries to get under your skin a little bit, see what happens when the pressure's on and stuff like that. And, you know, it makes you tougher. It makes you so, you know, when the when, when stuff starts hitting the fan, like you don't just back down. Like you just, you know, you stand strong and you, you do what you need to do. And uh, he does a really good job of preparing players for that aspect because in a in a pro season it's a lot of up and downs there's a lot like you know you play 162 games you're not going to be perfect all the time uh dallas keichel who's one of my former teammates used to preach about you know you get 32 starts in a season eight starts you're going to be the best pitcher on the planet eight starts you're going to be the worst pitcher on the planet (laughs) and then there's there's 16 starts there that you got to figure out you know how to get wins out of them and Sully does a really good job of preparing you for those situations. Last question. A lot of buzz about Wyatt Langford and maybe him joining the big league team. It'd be another Gator up there. Uh, what do you hear, if you hear anything, organization-wise, you know, when, when it comes to him? Um, I know that you, you're perfectly correct on that. There's a lot of buzz on him. Um, from what I've heard, uh, and I don't get the seat, like I don't really see much outside of our, um, out of our big league level just because – I'm a dad now and I try to spend the majority of my time with my spare time with my kid. Um, but no, it's, it, I've heard that he's just a pure hitter. He's a, you know, a well-rounded, well, um, trying to think of the word here. Uh, he's a well-rounded and like developed player, like fully developed player. And Mm so, um, pure hitter just hits the crap out of it. Um, (laughs) got a good swing. And so I'm just, I'm excited to see him in spring. I'm excited to see what he can what he can do and prove. You know, it's always good to have another Gator around. I'm surrounded by all the other SEC teams that uh, they gave me crap about being a Gator at times, and you know, it's, it'll be good to have another another one with me. That's for sure. No doubt, um, Dana. I, pre- I really appreciate you doing this and coming back and talking to Gainesville here. Hopefully, during the year, I'll uh, maybe get you back on once or twice to check on your, on your progress. But thank you for taking the time to do this. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. You got it, Dane. Thank you. Good dude, Dane Dunning. Um, and I can't believe he's a dad. Whew, boy. Uh, 144, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Good afternoon, I'm Lexi Skolnick. Today, Gators Swim and Dive hosts Nova Southeastern in the Florida Invitational. This is the last meet for the Gators before they head to Auburn for the SEC Championship. The Florida Gymnastics team is on their way to Athens tomorrow for the matchup against Georgia. Gators men's basketball is headed to Texas A&M for the game on Saturday. Gators are on a four-game winning streak after last night's upset win against Kentucky. Tonight in high school hoops, there's a lot to look forward to. In boys hoops, Keystone Heights takes on Oak Hall, and Chiefland faces off against Buholes. In girls hoops, Oak Hall will take on Cedar Key, and Buholes faces off against Columbia. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Lexi Spolman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542-802-341-4542-802-341-4542-That's 802-341-4542. 4542 Hey, it's Steve Russell for FICARE Federal Credit Union, the place to bank for health care workers and their families. Throughout the 29 days of this leap year of February, they're knocking off 2.9% APR off of any automobile refinanced from another financial institution. And when members use their concierge auto buying service for new vehicle purchases, they'll also qualify for 2.9% off their already low regular rate. It's the place I've done my banking for over 30 years. FICARE Federal Credit Union online, FICAREFCU.org. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿De dónde eres? ¿De dónde eres? Babbel's interactive lessons are created by real language teachers and voiced by real native speakers using a modern conversation-based method. So in no time, you can start speaking confidently about real-life topics in another language. Nosotras vamos a México en dos días y ahora hablamos español. Gracias, Babbel. Sí, muchas gracias. <laughs> Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Start learning a language today at Babbel.com. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Torian Green, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on a WRUF radio app. Hope you enjoyed today, because I, I did. I, I love interviewing people and uh, talking and all that, so uh, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, tomorrow, I'm hoping 
Uh, we can get somebody on from Texas A&M to give you a scouting report when the Gators go see them. Florida women's basketball, by the way, had a, had a bye. they got to go to LSU on Sunday. Uh, that won't be an easy trip either, but just like going to Rupp Arena, right? It's a chance for them uh, to do some good stuff. Patrick says what he thought Moulton and Clayton in the same breath he was talking about, fearlessness. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just get... I think with Moten, though, his fearlessness came from just being inside among the trees, not so much with Clayton. But if, in terms of just being able to pull the trigger and take a shot, Patrick, yes, uh, no, no question. Um, all right, we got a couple of emails here, but in the meantime, we got some calls. Um, I'm gonna, I have to email Bob because I think I've done this on the air, and I thought I emailed him. Um, but he he has he's kind of fixated on why uh, in basketball uh, that college in men plays halves when other basketball goes by quarters, and I think I'm right in this. Sometime maybe maybe Bennett can backpedal me here, but. Sometime in the 50s, I want to say, um, they went to this. And I think the, the college didn't change to quarters like everybody else did. And the women's game just changed to that not too long ago. They just felt there was a better flow to the game and have not changed it. And I don't know that there's any kind of a groundswell of changing it. I Now, I think they could tweak maybe with the fouls and things like that, but I just I just don't get the sense that uh, there's any hue and cry to change it. But is that right, Bennett? Something about the in the 50s they did that or something? Is that – am I crazy? 1954 yeah, okay. was when they uh, – when college went to two halves. There you go. Thank you. I see. Yeah. So, but I will – Bob didn't get that. Bob, I hope you're listening. Uh, and I thought I emailed you about this, but um, I guess not. So I'll try to give you a short answer in an email. Uh, be glad to do that. Uh, Hal emails and says, Steve, a lot of times I'm working – during your show, I listen but can't call or email, but I had to today because uh, I wanted to congratulate uh, Gator Men's Basketball uh, for the win last night. It's good to see a positive thing in Gator Nation. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mike, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Thank okay, you for Mike. my call. Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention how it warms my heart to hear someone criticize Kentucky because I probably called before and told you how much I disliked them starting with Joby Hall, which he was one of the dirtiest coaches in conference history. But anyway, Indiana was always an it school for me. About six, seven years ago, I walked the campus, and I love the tradition and the fact they pretty much had a clean program. When Bobby Knight called the Kentucky fans a bunch of ignorant hillbillies, I fell in love with that man. And I also think that one of the – remember the scene where he – physically threw a folding chair across mm-hmm. the court in a technical foul. Mm-hmm. Instead of being angry, I was just laughing out loud because uh, he was a little bit of a monster, but at least he ran a clean program. 
Kentucky's been out of their eight championships. Let's see, four or five of them were followed up by probations. So, needless to say, I'm not fond of them. And like I said last night, the Lexington Herald said they lost the game partly because they didn't have two starters in the game. Yep. That's true, they didn't. And I think that affected Kentucky. And, and Calipari, I think, said that at the end of the game. You know, I, there were a couple of guys I, I would have, you know, needed in the game, and they weren't there. That takes nothing away from what Florida accomplished. Um, no, I'm not shedding a tear for anything that happens in Kentucky, believe yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, look, could that have affected Kentucky? Yes, I think so. I mean, imagine if Florida had two starters out, right? So, mm. I mean, let's be let's be fair about that. I think that did affect Kentucky and give them credit for, you know, hanging in the game all game long. But to say that didn't have, you know, some effect on them, I think would be kind of naive. Oh, boo-hoo. My heart's <laughs> bleeding for them. All right. Mike, thank you for your call. Yep. Steven says he watched the game, thought the announcers didn't make a big deal about Florida upsetting Kentucky because they respect Florida and weren't surprised. Billis was very respectful of the Gators. Yeah. I mean, look, let's just call this like it is, Okay. Kentucky's a good team, and I think when they're healthy and when they're clicking on all cylinders, they're a good team, but they mirror Florida a lot in that think of what happened in these two games. A lot of points, and, you know, is it bad defense? I don't think it's bad defense, but, it you know, they're, they're not great defensive teams. I think that's fair to say. So, yeah, but you cannot take away – it's a top 10 win. And there's not going to be an asterisk by it that said Kentucky had two starters out. That's just not how this is going to be. Uh, Rick says, thinking in today's landscape, we have seen Dane as long as we did. Hard to believe our time was flying. Yeah. Um, well, look, that wasn't that long ago. But uh, given everything today and all that, yeah, who knows? Uh, we'll get a couple of calls. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve, real quick, man, just great interview with Dane Dunning. A lot of fun, man. Listen, if he had maybe a handful of starts here, that's a lot. But he was mainly a, a middle relief t- type of guy here, and he was a major part of those teams, by the way, big part of those teams. It's the type of guy that nowadays would have probably transferred out, hit the portal to go see if he could get in a rotation somewhere, don't you think? Possibly, so yes. That guy, yeah. So to have that guy stick around, stay here, you know, unfortunately the type of thing that I don't think we're going to see much. I, I I like to compare him to like the Joel Tejeda from last year. I would have loved to have seen that kid stick around here. You know, I think he could have developed here, but with the portal, that's one of the drawbacks of that for sure. But outstanding interview as usual, Steve. A lot of fun, man. Thank you yep, for that. Uh, yep, appreciate that, Tony. Thank you. Uh, Richard, welcome to the show. Steve, let me, uh, since you're talking about Andrew Moten and guys way back, throw out the names of Pat Lawrence and Joe Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Were, those, were, they, were those guys guards or small yes. forwards? Or yeah, uh, I believe, boy, it's a long time ago, I think both were guards. Somebody yeah. can correct me, and but Vernon I think Delancey. I'm right. How about Delancey? Fan, was, Vernon Fancy Delancey, yes. Some of Norm Sloan's yeah, guys. He was like not a, not a uh, point guard, but he was uh, – uh, uh, he can move the ball, yeah. And Chioza, of course. I guess you mentioned Chioza, Chris Chioza. I mean, look, There's, if you had time to really sit and think, and Delancey was a forward, he wasn't a guard, but still, if you look at who 
you know, has played guard here. Uh, you know, Jason Williams. I mean, come on. So there's a lot of good players. Yeah, but I haven't heard that name Andrew Moten in a while. That was good to hear that. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, thank you, Richard. Yeah, I mean, he <clears throat> he got into high school coaching, I know, and I, I've uh, stayed in touch with him. Uh, he was as tough a dude for his size underneath the basket as I think Florida's ever had as a guard. Now, we all know how good Vernon Maxwell was, uh, but, yeah, Andrew Moten, tough dude. And you know what? It's summertime stuff. But it's fun to look back um, and, you know, think of the – I mean, he was – I think he was listed at six feet. I'm not sure he was that. Um, but anyway, it's just fun sometimes to uh, – he was coaching in Florida. I don't know if he still is. Um, in the panhandle someplace, I think. Um I believe somebody can correct me, uh, but I think that's the last place uh, he was. Uh, Okay, we got uh, a couple of minutes here. Uh, I'll get a quick email and say goodbye because it is time to say goodbye. Uh, Mike says they replaced the starters with two McDonald's All-Americans. Okay, what does that mean? It means in high school they were good doesn't mean that necessarily they're they're playing great at the college level, but I get the point. There's talent there, no question. Um, today, many thanks to the aforementioned Dane Dunning for being here. Uh, I, I So you know, I've reached out to Pete Alonzo and reached out to uh, Indy and reached out to Harrison Bader, and I, they haven't responded, and I hope they will before spring training really cranks up because I, I, I know – Baseball fans like hearing, you know, from people like that. Uh, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, talking about the Dan Quinn hire today uh, with the Washington Commanders. The voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here. And Kevin Hovde, the Gator men's basketball assistant coach, talking about the win last night and, you know, his role on this basketball team. But for now, we're going to say goodbye and thank you for listening to Sports Scene on this gorgeous Thursday. Tomorrow, F-R-I-D-A-Y. And we'll preview Florida-Texas A&M, look at Florida-LSU in women's basketball as well, and talk about whatever's on your mind in sports. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. See you tomorrow. Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.